pike. I'm the king of the river. I am a salmon. I swum from afar. I am a kitten. It appears that I'm drowning. Can you work out who we are? Any pleasure generated by this broadcast remains the property of the consultants. All euphemisms and double entendres are sold as seen and no refund is available. The consultants may contain nuts. Gentlemen, I'm glad you could make it. Not, Not a problem. problem. Well, I'm afraid I do have a problem. There's no easy way to say this. Red lolly, yellow lolly, lead lolly, yellow lolly. <laughs> Yeah, Rolly, Trolly, Dolly, hello, Dolly, Red. That's right, gentlemen, I'm drunk. No! Yes, I've developed a drink problem. <laughs> but what's caused this? Oh, the hugger and the mugger of the consulting life, the constant jiggery of corporate pokery, the mumbo, the jumbo, the hanky and the panky, but mainly the fact that I've got a minibar in my wallet. <laughs> I know what this is. Chesney is having a crisis of confidence. Quick, Teddy, get the motivational phrase book. Will do. Here we go, Chesney. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Oh, well, that's a nice sentiment. Sorry, I misread that. Today is the worst day for the rest of your life. Oh. No, 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 actually, today is your birthday and they've arrested your wife. Well, uh, that helps a bit. Here's one. Inspiration begins with I and useless begins with you, Chesney. Hmm. <laughs> Any more? Never eat yellow snow? No. no sorry. sorry, gentlemen, it's just not working. Wait, I've got it. I know exactly what Chesney needs. An award. Sweet bungus, you're right. Let's hold an impromptu morale-boosting awards ceremony. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Consultants Biznovational Awards 2004, celebrating excellence, opulence, spatulas and flatulence. <laughs> Good luck, Chesney. Yeah, may the best man win. <laughs> In bronze place is me. I've had an exceptional year. I oversaw the responsive time phase incremental communications restructuring and deintegrated the proactive marketing stratagems, which led, perhaps inevitably, to flexicated work time expansion and fault tolerant ridiculation. I enjoy hot desking and chess. <laughs> In silver place is me. I'm not one to rest on my laurels. I prefer to bounce on my hardies. In the last 12 months, I not only cracked the US, but I broke China, slapped Jordan, tore Jersey, milked Macau, and kicked Djibouti. My hobbies are corporate law and Lego. And in gold spot is... Go on, Chesney. Me. I accomplished nothing this year. I just dropped the options, lay in the bath, floated my holdings, and end up with a shrunken portfolio. I don't deserve this award. I'm not sure that worked. I appreciate what you're trying to do, fellas, but I've seen it all before. Your company slings you some tin-plated perspex trinket just before they eat you out and spit you up like so much junk. So you don't want the magnum of champagne? No, I didn't say that. Give it to me. Look, 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 look. Ah. Thanks, fellas. I feel like a Dillian Mollers. I love my job. Let's go to work! Oh, Chesney! Mr. Willoughby, Mr. Warburton, Mr. Templeton, gentlemen all, trundling home from a Tuscan taverna, tipsy and talkative, having a ball, trampling through the flora and fauna, Victorian gentlemen on a grand tour. They'd seen the Medici, Venice was peachy, Florence was fun, and Milan was a wheeze, but now they espied a small well by a farmhouse nestled away in the apricot trees. 
Well, well, said Willoughby, how quaint, how rural, how ancient, I wonder how deep it might go. So he picked up a pebble and stood at the edge of the well, and then he let it go. In silence they stand, Willoughby Warburton, Mr. Templeton, gentlemen all. As the pebble dropped down, ears all agog, they wait for the splash, but never a sound. Said Mr. Willoughby, well, I never, said Mr. Warburton, leave it to me. A bigger pebble, one treble the size, will tell us how deep this old well it may be. So Mr. Warburton scouted around on the ground till he found a good hearty-sized stone. Then Will all his might hurled it into the mouth of the well, and they watched it drop down. In silence they stood, Willoughby, Warburton, Mr. Templeton, gentlemen all. As the stone fell down, ears all agog, they wait for the splash, but never a sound. Said Mr. Warburton, do you think it's run dry? Oh no, said Templeton, we'll have one more try. So Mr. Templeton looked far and looked wide till a mossy old boulder he happened to see. Let us heave this great ball down the mouth of the well, then we surely can tell just how deep it might be. In silence they stand, Willoughby, Warburton, Mr. Templeton, gentlemen all, as the boulder hurled down, ears all agog, they wait for the splash, but it wasn't a splash. <laughs> Poor little Tuscany goat, who was tied to the boulder, had flown down the well. Just flashed right past her eyes, meeting pitiful cries and a tiny Italian yell. So Mr. Willoughby, Mr. Warburton, Mr. Templeton shuffled off home. They tiptoed away in the Tuscany moonlight, rather wishing they'd left well alone. You're watching Sky One. Coming up in half an hour is Celebrity Fart Camp. But now, it's time for When Monks Attack. Oh, no, that is the worst programme I have ever seen on TV. Ah, uh, it's not the worst programme I've ever seen on TV. Why, what's the worst programme you've ever seen on TV? Worst programme I've ever seen, right, was um, a documentary on Documentary Channel, right? Following this bloke all around, right? He was a boozer, he was. He got all drunk, right, all messed up in the head, like in the afternoon. But he had a dentist appointment, right? He's so drunk... He was so drunk he got the dentist's chair upside down and they pulled all of his teeth out of his bum. The worst thing I ever seen on TV, right, was last week I was watching that bad lad's army, right, and they, this one bloke, he was such a bad lad, right, he was dared to drink a whole pint of ink, right, so he necked it, right, and then he bent over, pulled his trousers down, farted and wrote, up your sergeant on a wall. <laughs> Nevertheless, that ain't the worst thing I've seen on TV, right? The worst thing I've ever seen on TV was that programme, Cottage Hospital, which is about a hospital that's in a cottage. And anyway, this bloke, right, he comes in one day with his, his nan, who is, is diabetic, but the doctor ain't there, so she dies. <laughs> but that ain't the end of the story. Because... Two days later, they're having the funeral, right? The doctor is about it, comes into town, runs into the funeral, lifts the lid of the coffin, bungs a Mars bar in, and the diabetic grandma springs back to life. That ain't the worst thing I've ever seen on television, though. Last week I was watching The Good Life, but it was in 3D. <laughs> but the 3D was so powerful, that Richard Briers climbed out through television screen, nicked my wallet. <laughs> The worst thing I ever seen on TV was last week on Wife Swap when a bloke cheated, he swapped his wife for a car. <laughs> so he goes off to work, right, and he leaves the car in charge of the kids. But as soon as they play up, the car just runs them over. So the bloke gets home from work, he's livid. <laughs> he goes, oh no, why'd you do that? And the car goes, honk. <laughs> Hello there, come on in. Bonjour. Hello. 
For the record, can you please state your names? Napoleon Bonaparte. Demis Roussos. Excellent. So, how are you finding the witness protection scheme? <laughs> well, uh, you know when we come on this scheme because we've done that testimony against them gangsters? Yes. Well, we didn't know it was going to be quite so hard, did we, Napoleon? Oh, no, no. Is it the location? No, we quite like Dorset. <laughs> it's uh, more the actual identities themselves, isn't it? Really? Yeah. It's just that they're quite, um, famous. We mean, bonjour, do you mind if I don't do the accent? No, you should maintain it at all times. Oh, d'accord. Well then, oui, oui, bonjour. People keep recognising me. Right. And to be honest, they're a bit surprised to see me with Demis Roussos. <laughs> yeah, and what if I bump into the real Demis Roussos? He's a big fella. He'd probably get upset. He'd be a rat old carver. <laughs> Well, that's hardly likely to happen in Swanage, is it? Well, I've, I've been reading up on Napoleon so I could do the character properly, huh? but uh, I hate sailing. I'm allergic to pétanque. Right. Well, it's just a question of time. Besides, you're relatively lucky. There's an IRA informer in Tunbridge living as Carmen Miranda. <laughs> Have there been any other problems? Well, it's put a considerable strain on our marriage, hasn't it? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry about that, but you are to remain in these identities forever. Forever and ever and ever and ever I'll be with you. I quite like singing his songs. <laughs> and I don't mind wearing the hat. Well then, you're halfway there. It's time for you to go and live your new lives. Good luck. Right. Thanks then. Bye-bye. Au revoir. <laughs> And now it's time to loosen our ties and belts as we listen to another wedge of classic oral pie from the Consultant's Radio Archive. This week it's an episode of their woefully underfunded boarding school romp, The Boys of St. Batteries. It's nearly half term, and the headmaster has an important announcement. Silence! Tum-tum, children! I want to remind pupils that the annual science competition takes place tomorrow. As ever, a first prize will go to the boy whose invention offers the greatest improvement to the life of the school. Now, if Mr. Forbes Butter has disinfected his Wurlitzer, let us sing him 182, My Boy Lollipop, He Makes My Heart Go Giddy-Up. <laughs> Chaps, I really want to win the science competition this year. Crikey, Wilfred, we all would. But what chance do we have against Beasley Swat, the class boffin? He's won it every year for 32 years. <laughs> well, this year, I'm going to come up with something to knock his spots into a cocked hat. <laughs> That's tall talk, Wilson. Beasley Swat! Your measly mind is no match for my eggish head, you sap. <laughs> what are you making this year, Beasley? Oh, not much. Just a little something I call the flushing toilet. Ooh. What does that do? Well, let's just say you'll be rinsing your shovel a lot less often. <laughs> so come on, Wilson, what are you going to make? Well, I'm going to... to We're waiting. To build the headmaster a wife! What? what? <laughs> yes! A ginormous robot bride to do his bidding. She'll have glowing crimson eyes and a copper spanking arm and she'll predict the future. And she'll hover 
and twice a minute she'll raise her snout in the air and fire a plimsoll through a hoop. <laughs> is, is that better than a magical lavatory? Of course it is! It's a trillion times better. I'll win that science competition, Beasley Swat, and I'll make you eat your silly toilet. And if I win, you'll eat your sister's dolly. I mean robot. Cribbage, Wilson. How are we going to build a robot lady? I only got a delta in metalwork. And, and I can only throw underarm because of my carpal tunnel. We'll go to the school dump. It'll have everything we need to build a clockwork spouse. Pooh. This dump smells worse than that rag under your bunk, Pilks. Has anyone found anything useful? Look, these rusty syringes make great fake fingernails. <laughs> Look at me, I'm a monster! Woohoo! Oh, oh, that's a little funny. Wilson, quickly, look what I find. Cronks, it's a disused rocket. This'll be the perfect thorax for our mechanical bride. Climb in, chaps, and see if we can pillage it for wires and circuits. Wow, look at all this stuff. Yes, these light bulbs will make lovely eyes. And we could use these boxes as hips. <laughs> Is this big pink lever any use to us? Not on this robot. Snap it off, Rice. <laughs> What have you done? All I did was tug the lever. Buckle up, boys. We're going to the moon. Cool. So the moon is real. I thought it was just in science books. Look, chaps. There's someone coming. Blimey. Who's this pokey-looking fella? <laughs> Some, some earthlings. It's the space headmaster! Run! Alert, alert, no running. Space detention for all of you. Mars, Bars, how long does space detention last? Forever. Oh, no! Silence! I shall now... Start the judging of the science competition. First of all, Bertie Frobisher with his duck o -matic. <laughs> Honestly, Frobisher, I have to wonder what goes on inside your head. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with a box of ducks? <laughs> That's what I think of that. Next, Beasley Swat and his... My, my, what is this, Beasley? Well, Headmaster... I call it the flushing toilet. Oh, look at that. Clean as a whistle. Brilliant. First prize goes to Beasley Swat. Tell the competition we're coming out. Where on earth have you three boys been? Not on earth, Headmaster. On the moon. We've been to a space school, and the space headmaster let us have this beautiful metallic supply teacher to be your bride. Hello, headmaster. I've been naughty. <laughs> Goodness me, what a fruity piece of circuitry. There's no contest. First place goes to Pilkington, Wilson and Rice. But what about my toilet? I believe you said you'd eat it, Beasley. And so you shall. Every last cog. As for the rest of you, it seems that you left school premises without permission. 
Due to the distances involved, it seems only right that you be flogged until your eyes go red, then blue. Perhaps my new wife would like to do the beatings with her space cane. Certainly, darling. Zum, zum, boys. And a dum, 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 space mistress. E, ooh, ah, e. Oh, oui, oui, bonjour. You know, it's a very nice restaurant, eh, mon chéri? Yeah. I just hope that no one recognizes us. Oh, I know I do. Calm down, Demi. Sula la. You know, we have to get you out of the house. It's been months. But it's all right for you in your smart uniform, all the shiny medals. Oh, Demi, mon chéri, come here. You've got fluff on your caftan. <laughs> you were uh, ready to order? Oh, oui, oui, yes. Oh, blimey. Is it really you, Mr. Roussos? Dentro pistero. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, me. I'm uh, the real Demis Rosas. <laughs> Here in Swanage. Please, some free retina for you and your wife. Uh, no, no, no. Th- uh, th- thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oui, oui, bonjour. What will you have, sir? Uh, I would like, um, whew, I like, I like this one. Uh, the fiddly diddly dinosaur. Taramasalata. <laughs> That's the trick. <laughs> okay, and for you, Napoleon, uh, madam. Um, oui, oui, I'll, I'll have the same, please. Of course. Perhaps later you'll sing for us, Mr. Roussos. Um, I can't. We have to go. Uh, my wife has a naval battle. Napoleon, get your hand out your waistcoat. Where's your manners? Not to worry. I'll leave you to it. Oh, you see, I said we should have stayed at home. Oh, arc de triomphe. Don't be silly, huh? You should have offered to do some singing. You're getting really good. I could have gone to the naval battle on my own. Oh, yeah, you'd like that, wouldn't you? i never see you no more. You're always out on that bloody boat. Or so you say. Oh, je ne sais pas what you're talking about. I know what you're like, Napoleon. I've read the history books. You are a two-faced love cheat. But I ain't no Josephine. I am a Demis Roussos. I told you it was him. Yeah, thank you. I'm a a Demis Roussos. Thank you. Thank you. Look, this ain't never gonna work. You're a great military leader and I'm a fat crooner. Denise, what are you saying? You're not the woman I married, Napoleon Bonaparte. It's over. Wait, no, Denise, don't go. Don't leave me. No. Denise, je t'aime mieux. Je, je t'aime mieux. Welcome to St. Andrews for day four of the Santel Cognac Open. It's a beautiful day here in Scotland. Faldo, the group leader, steps up to the tea, helps himself to some sandwiches and a slice of Swiss roll. <laughs> the uh, catering here, always of a very high standard. <laughs> but to the golf. Here we see Tiger Woods on the fourth. He's got a difficult par, standing on the sidelines, shouting abuse. <laughs> the, uh, the course referees asking him to leave. Back to Woods. Terrific swing there. Very good seesaw also. The facilities for children on this course, absolutely second to none. Oh, that's Woods there, and he's, he's gone into the rough. Always likes to play in Elizabethan dress. Superstitious thing. Just superstition. Faldo on the fifth here, using an iron. Always well turned out. Once he's finished the collar, then I imagine he'll begin to play golf. 
Woods, of course, had that terrific double bogey yesterday. The cut grass playing havoc with his hay fever. <laughs> He's got a two-foot putt, but enough of the gossip. <laughs> and Faldo is straight into the bunker. I think we must join them as the sirens have gone off. No golf being played today. Back to you in the studio. Hello? Dennis? Oh, Dolmatis. Napoleon, is that you? Surprise. Well, hi. It's been so long, I don't know what to say. How are you these days? Um, same as ever. Well, no, I lost a bit of weight, stopped wearing the caftan. I'm more like the modern Demis Roussos now, people stare less. <laughs> and you? Listen, I, I can't talk long. There's, there's something I want to say. Is everything all right? No, I'm being exiled to Elba. <laughs> oh, no. I saw it's not so bad, a nice beach. But, but, oh, Frère Jacques, listen... I'm at Waterloo Station. Yeah? Which is only two hours from Swanage. Yeah, I know that. So what? So, so come with me to Elba. Hey? Come with me, Demis. We could start all over encore. Hold your horses, Napoleon. I can't just go charging off to some fancy island at the drop of a plate. <laughs> I've got responsibilities. Oh. Is, is there someone else? Yes. Yes, there is. Oh. Is it anyone I know? Nana Muscori. <laughs> Well, actually, she calls Susan. She's on the witness protection as well. She's a lovely girl, but she gets terrible headaches from the glasses. Please, please. Demis Roussos, I still love you. Look, I'm sorry, Napoleon. Your ancient history. Ah, oh, my money is running out. Au revoir, Napoleon. Oh, Demis, I'll, I'll always remember you. Right, we're uh, probably out far enough, Mr. Kendall. Please, call me Tom. So this is the perfect spot for night fishing, you say, Daffod? Ah. Thing is, Tom, I didn't really ask you out here for fishing. <laughs> oh. I asked you out here for... summer else. Well, that's very flattering, Daffod. Your accent is quite alluring, but I'm not... No, really... Tom. Not kissing. You know, they say it's haunted, this reservoir. Do they? Yeah. Way back in the 60s, there was a village in this valley. But they flooded its sea to create this reservoir to provide water for the English. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry about that, David. Oh. Not your fault, Tom. Most of the villagers were offered convenient rehousing in Swindon. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. But it's not your fault, is it? Thing is, some of them wouldn't leave, see? Even when the dam was built and the water came flooding in. They tried to go about their daily business while holding their breath, but after four minutes, they was all dead. Oh, dear. You know, legend has it that if you put your head under the water, you can still hear them singing. Well, without wanting to insult your folk heritage, Daffod, that's just a story, isn't it? Get out of the boat, Englishman. What? Get out of the boat. Oh, oh, all right. It's very cold. 
Now drink it. What? Drink the water. It's yours, in it. And when you've drunk it all up, I'll let you back in. <laughs> well, that, that seems very fair. <laughs> Hello? Is this heaven? Oh, can you hear my voice come ringing from my Ronda bungalow? Singing sweetly of the valleys of the homes we used to know. Till the waters came and drowned us on our doorstep, sweet death found us. Can you hear us as we gurgle far below? <laughs> we will have our reward in heaven, so we thought. So we thought. And we flew up to the pearly gates as God-fearing Welshmen ought. But St. Peter said, I've been spring cleaning. The floor's not dry yet. You're sodden. You're streaming. And I don't, don't want heaven wet. So the angels flew us back down to the earth so far away. Still ringing wet, but resurrected, they arranged for us to stay. On a small volcanic island, and we baked some lava bread. <laughs> then a tidal wave swept over us, sweet Mavangui, we were dead. <laughs> well, we will surely get to heaven now, we thought. So bedraggled as we were, St. Peter once again we saw it. He said, I know you've just ascended, but you really are quite drenched. The heating's not been mended. You'll give off a moldy stench. So once again the winged angels took us back to Mother Earth. Dropped us dripping down in Venice. I thought it couldn't get much worse. Toppled into a canal and drunk I tried in vain to swim. But I got knocked out by a gondola, kicked the bucket once again. <laughs> so waterlogged, we then ascended to the kingdom far above. And St. Peter came to greet us, wearing rubber washing gloves. Washing gloves. He said, I've polished all the halos and put brasso on the harps. You'll only get them rusty. I can't really let you past. By then I'd had about enough I'd taken all that I could take And I cursed the house proud Peter And I cursed his pearly gates And I swore at all the angels And the cherubim as well And St. Peter called the boss down And he sent me off to hell So can you hear my voice come ringing From this fiery pit of sin Singing sweetly of the sulfurous fumes The torments here within It's not an ideal afterlife The flames provide a bit of strife But it's warm, it's dry And at least they let us in
Consultants was written and performed by Neil Edmund, Justin Edwards and James Rawlings with the voice of Geoffrey Wheeler. Additional material was written by James Eldred and music and noises came from George Cockrell, Justin Edwards and Jerry Peel. The producer was Will Saunders.